following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Wanted one bailiff. Please consider hiring someone in the vertebrate family. A job with flexible hours and lunatic fringe benefits. Well, better my feet and start me grinning. And bulls bound to find someone that measures up. Good God, am I tall. So if you've got the metal. Some brass, huh? Apply here on the next Night Court. Night Court, tomorrow at 5 on WXII. When I say the words underrated, what do you think of besides the Nostalgia Funhouse? What do you think of? I'm Johnny. He's Andrew. Andrew, underrated. What do you think? When I just say underrated, first word that comes to your head. Damn usual. Um, <laughs> wrong, wrong podcast. Uh, underrated. Uh, just underrated. Something I think underappreciated. Yeah. Just kind of fallen by the wayside because of the... Other things around it may have overshadowed it. Overshadowed it. Been a little bit more popular at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Not people may have forgotten. I've noticed the term memory unlocked a lot as scrolling through Facebook. I don't know if you've seen this. I have not. I have not seen this. I have not heard about this. Okay. So I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, Are all memories unlocked when you think about them <laughs> yeah uh most recently it was what was it the disney popsicles do you remember those yes have I you heard about these uh <laughs> sorry for stealing you guys' lines there uh, <laughs> i have i have heard about these and seen these i okay. remember them so somebody was put in the comments memory unlocked like kind of forgot about like what happened to them yeah i mean it makes sense but it's it seems like a redundant term <laughs> to me. But hey, I'm all for it. That's kind of what our show is, really, going back yeah. down memory lane. But I'm with you. Underrated to me are these, and we're talking underrated TV shows today. Yes. Are these TV shows that we love, but when people go back and they're talking about their favorite television, maybe these shows don't necessarily get the love we think they deserve. That is true. And that maybe they didn't. I noticed a lot of the TV shows that we remember too, like Cheers. Everybody, I'm always going to bring up Cheers. It's like my favorite TV shows ever. Cheers lasted 10 seasons, if not more. Yeah. That thing went from 82 to 92. That's was That was there for the first 10 years of my life, even though I didn't watch it in 82 because... I was just a small child in my mother's stomach, but uh, it, it's always been there. And some of these shows yeah. have, but some of them maybe only last five seasons. And then you're like, wow, I can't believe that was only five seasons long. 
Yeah, and a lot of these shows, especially on the ones that I'm going to bring up today, uh, they're I don't feel like they get they maybe they're they don't, they're not near as popular as I feel they should have been. That doesn't mean that they don't get love from like critics or or people or they don't have a passionate fan base. But like I guarantee you, if I talk about some of these, that younger people than us are going to be like, what? You know, what's that show? Yeah. I never heard of that show. That type of thing. Yeah, so that's, what that's what we're going for today. Uh, we I have a whole list here of shows I'm going to bring up. I think these are also shows that kind of go in the memory unlock thing when you're going through like a streaming service. Yeah. And a lot of like the Netflix and everything else have gotten into the popular ones. But when you go into like, what is that? Freebie? Mm-hmm. Tubi, Pluto TV. Flex. Yeah. And you're seeing what they have. And you're like, oh my goodness. I mean, you were literally just talking about a night court. Right, yes. right before Night we court. record. Still holds up. Rewatching well, it. Besides the Mel Torme uh, uh, references, I had to look up who that was. You didn't they, know? Oh, because you didn't watch Seinfeld. Correct. I never watched Seinfeld. I'm not a Seinfeld oh, guy. Okay. That's where. Okay. Cause I, mean, I, know who, I know who he is now because I looked him up. But yeah. Uh, that's how I knew him was. Harry, Harry was a big fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very big fan. But that yeah. was. I think that's what made it a cool part of his personality and everything else. The one thing about Night Court that I found from watching it, I still got to finish all of them, is like a lot of TV shows, it feels like it took it a while to find its perfect cast. Yeah, and its rhythm, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it came along until you finally settle on Marky Post as, uh, what is it, the public defender. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Why is his name blanket after I just watched this? Um, it still has really good jokes that still uh, kind of stand the taste of time. Yeah, uh, like really dumb jokes that you that you can miss if you're not paying attention. Or like, there's some some rapid fire jokes in this show. Literally, I laughed really hard last night watching it when uh, oh blanket, what's the What's Harry's love interest? What's her name? Isn't that the Marky Post character? I don't I don't remember off the top of my head. I can't remember her name. Was it Lana, Lena, something like that? Oh, that was the first season. Yeah, I'm only on season one. Yeah, that's Lana. Oh, Lana. Sorry. Okay, so Lana's like r- running, basically kind of running away from Harry. And Bull, who's my favorite character. Bull's the best. Bull's amazing. Is standing there and Harry goes, Bull, Lana. And he looks at Lana, she's running by and he goes, hey, you're right. <laughs> It just stands there and she runs by. It's so great. Bull is so amazing. Wait until you get into the later seasons. Oh, he's great. And by the way, he has a couple of guest appearances in the show that I want to bring up first that I got really excited because I recently rewatched this. One of the greatest shows of oh. all time, Andrew. I wonder what it could be. <laughs> and <laughs> considering well ahead of its time, Especially for this for the women empowerment movement, how this show doesn't get brought up, I do not know. For how it it has, I mean, it's in the nineties that this show takes place. Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, had some very deep storylines for it, especially for its time. It tackles racism a lot. It tackles uh, how Native Americans are treated a lot. It tackles uh, a lot of these hot button issues. And I think it does a really good job, especially considering, you know, the, the the time that this show came out. And on top of that, it's literally about a woman being a doctor at a time when that was uh, a no-no, almost unheard of. She should be in the whole house and work in the saloons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's one of my uh, favorite TV shows. Recently rewatched it. Definitely holds up. Really, really love it. I know you love Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> it's really I, great. I've never seen one episode of that. I know. It makes me sad. I, we could share in on this. <laughs> I just, uh, this is kind of like a Doug situation. I don't, and it's crazy. I just don't, I don't know. I don't find anything appealing about it. Which I don't understand. Like it's all appealing to me. 
I did. every aspect of it. But I also grew up like watching shows like Little House on the Prairie with my grandparents. So maybe that's a part of it. Yeah, I watched Little House on the Prairie. I don't I don't know. Like you're very Western oriented. I again as my grandparents' influence. Bonanza and stuff like that. I'm very gangster oriented. Yeah, see? Yeah, that's that's me. Like Boardwalk Empire and all those. Yeah, we need to like combine our two loves and make like a Western mobster flick. <laughs> there be a webster? There's gotta be one, right? That sounds that actually sounds pretty sweet to me. That really does. <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome. Like, oh, in fact, one of my shows kinda kinda does that in a way when I got coming up. But what about you? What's a show for you that you feel is underrated? One that I found, I used to watch my younger days in the 90s. Uh, and I found it on Sony Crackle. I'm really mad because I think it only lasted two or three seasons. It lasted three seasons, but they only show the first season. And it's, it's this little show about a guy that can't lose named Parker Lewis. And it's Parker yep. Lewis can't lose. So so great it does it stand up probably storylines yeah because it's like teen stuff but what makes it great too is uh, just looking back at it it reminds you of a different time like his dad owns a video store yeah they were talking about renting out vcrs (laughs) and stuff like that things that would could never happen today yeah nobody knows what go out of is yeah you would go out of business, but it's just a fun thing. I know a lot of people are like, he's a ripoff Ferris Bueller. He's this, he's that, but it's still just a great show with him and his friends. It taught me what a swatch was and <laughs> just things like that. There's yeah. Big old like football player guy, Kubiak. And I seen a guy at work the other day. He was a younger kid, but he looked like, you look like Kubiak, and I almost walked up to him and go, you look like Cubes from Parker Lewis Can't Lose, realizing that... You wouldn't have any idea. You would not have any idea. Parker Lewis was so popular at one point, Family Guy spoofed it. Yeah. Like, that's how kind of under the radar 90s it is, and I once got an Instagram like from the lead from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes, crowning achieve one of the crowning achievements of my podcasting career. That is what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. So you keep, you know, it- we, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we just talked about how could we ever mix mobster stuff with sort of a western vibe, and I truly feel they did this with the show Justified. It is like a modern day Western, but there's mob ties to it. And it takes place in like deep country, Kentucky. Right. And it is insanely, insanely good. The acting is superb. The storylines are amazing and incredible. Uh, You got, uh, I never say his last name, right? Uh, Timothy Oliphant. I always say it wrong, but he's really good. You know what I'm talking about? I know he's he's insanely good. Uh, His main, uh, guy that it goes against uh boyd crowder it's his name on a show that guy is in a lot of stuff walter goggins i think it's his name but he's in quite a few things he's insanely good in this and it is just to me if you said johnny think of the perfect drama tv show it it would be this would be justified oh that's big because i'm a huge breaking bad guy I would put it on the same level as Breaking Bad, and I love Breaking Bad. I Breaking, yeah. you know how, uh, and each season of Justified sort of brought in a new big bad in a way, and they had some really good ones. Okay, so it's that kind of formula. Yeah, and there's usually like a uh, they're they're always tied to the mob, all the big bads. Uh, who's that guy? He's oh god, he's been in everything. I'm blanking on his name too. Um, but he was in, he's blonde, really deep blue eyes. Uh, Norm McDonald's, McDonald's, something like that. Not Norm McDonald. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be in there. No, go, oh God. What's his name? That's going to, and you know what's sad about that joke too is Norm McDonald would be like, ha ha, you got him, kid. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace, Norm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. What is it called? Justified? Yeah, Justified. It's too new. I don't know if I could watch it. Well, they're literally just the... I guess sequel series is kind of starting in a couple weeks, and I'm really looking forward to it. Neil McDonald, that's who I was trying to think of. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, he's one of the big bads one season. Um, Walter Goins. Oh, I know. Who Sam Elliott is in it in a season. He's one of the big bads. Really? Sam Elliott, yes. <laughs> I know who this Walter Goggins, yeah. Goggins is that plays Boy Crowder because he plays uh Baby Billy on the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, does he? That's another oh. reason for me to start that show. I've oh, been, yeah. I got it queued up. I have to start it. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's got, it's got a lot of people that I like, and I didn't know he was in it. That just oh, adding to it for me. You'll, like I said, I when I'm like, oh, this is a newer show. I don't like newer shows. I gave it one thing. Uh, the things that I got out of the first episode, John Goodman. Is a very very underrated actor. Yes, he is. Yeah, uh, and I'm really sick of every character Danny McBride ever plays. <laughs> Aren't they kind of the same <laughs> all the time? Yeah, and it just kind of gets. I can't hate him because he's from North Carolina, but that's purely the only reason. And he, I, I wouldn't say I hate him. It's just one of those things where the sh- the shtick is getting old. Yeah, like I get it. You're you're an abrasive a hole. I got it. Yeah. yeah. And Adam Devine is great in it too. He, I do like him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's really good in it. But yeah, Walter Goggins plays uh, John Goodman's brother-in-law, Baby Billy. Okay, yeah, that so, just gives me another reason to watch so, it. So good as he's talking, he's like Baby Billy, and he's like sixty something, seventy years old, and he's still calling himself Baby Billy. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty entertaining. It's not an underrated show, but. Go check out the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Especially if you are, grew up in a church community. Yeah, and you know I did, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet I'll see a lot of stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's checking some boxes here. <laughs> Be my guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, I, I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it because you grew up in the Bible Belt, that Tammy yeah. Faye. And- oh, yeah. Who is it? Jimmy Swagger, mm-hmm. Pat Robinson. It's a Pat Robinson. Yeah, yep. I think he just recently passed away, right? That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And uh, Tim Baltz is in this. What? The Tim regular? Baltz. Uh, yeah, he plays BJ. That's the character's name. Oh my god. <laughs> Tim Baltz is hilarious. He's hilarious in this too because he plays a very beta role. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, he does a lot of uh, improv podcasts that I listen to, and he's really oh, funny. Yeah, he does. He plays a very um, beta role to Judy Gemstone, the middle child and daughter of John Goodman. Uh, Steve Zahn's in this. Oh yeah, he's he's in the newer. He's in season three. He comes in season three. He's also he plays John Goodman's brother-in-law, Jason Schwartzman. This has got a lot of. Jason Schwartzman's character wasn't in there for too long, but it was pretty good. Eric Roberts played. There's a lot of, there's a lot good, of good names in this. Yeah, yeah, Eric Roberts played a good role, and everything else. It's kind of like Justified. There's a new threat every year. Yeah, on what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. The new season's happening now, right? I think. Yes. Currently. Yeah. yeah. They're ha- they're like half an hour episodes, man. So you're, oh god, boom, you're even boom, worse. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you. Yeah. And yep. it's one of those things where you're like watching it and you're like, oh, we're done? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Check out the Righteous Gemstones. All right. I want to make sure that I talk about this show. Okay. Because when it doesn't get, it's, it's not the Righteous people, Gemstones, is it? <laughs> no. It might be after I watch it. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but this show, when people talk about comedies, you know, that I watch a lot of comedies. And for this one to stand out to me above, a lot of them, first of all, is a big deal. And it literally has some of the biggest laughs that I can ever remember having watching a TV show. And it never, ever gets talked about. And it really annoys me and upsets me. It was on, it ran like three seasons on Comedy Central. 
and it's just called Review. That's the name of it, Review. And it's with Andy Daly, who's one of the funniest dudes, too, on top of that. But he plays this character named Forrest. And the gist of the show is it's he's a host of a TV show where he reviews life, right? He gives he like people will give him a question and he's got to review that thing. He's got to actually do it and he'll give it something out of five stars. So it starts out you know, pretty easy, like, hey, Forrest, what's it like to eat? a lot of pancakes in one sitting, right? So he goes and he gets, and he, he's miserable and he rates it and he eats it. But he's, he puts himself to an absurd thing of this code of, if he's asked this, he has to do it. He, just to give you an example, he loves his wife and he has a kid and he's very devoted to them. And one of the questions was, Hey Forrest, what's it like to get a divorce? <laughs> so, and he does it. And he goes and he does it. My favorite this- one, my favorite one though is do you know do you remember the story of William Tell? Yes. With the apple. So for those who don't know, it's the it's a very famous story of William Tell put, puts an apple on his son's head and he shoots the apple with a arrow with bow and arrow. And he's forced gets asked this question, what's it like to do a William Tell? <laughs> and it has what has to, it's got to be one of the funniest episodes of anything I've ever seen. <laughs> so it's got to. So it's almost like a Nathan for you in a way. It's very much in that vein, except for all of it's scripted. Like nobody is. Uh, everybody is in on it. You know what I mean? Oh, like Nathan for you, which is also on my list, by the way. Uh, it's an amazing show. It's an incredible show. So we can actually go talk about it too, because I do ha- also have it on my list. Uh, it's also incredible where Nathan, uh, he's, he helps these businesses, but his ideas are ridiculous and stupid. Uh, one of my favorite ones is the, is the TV, the TV sales. Do you remember that one? Yes. (laughs) I also like the pizza one. Where if your pizza isn't there in eight minutes, you get a free pizza, but don't specify which size pizza you get. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like you still got to pay for this one it's a free pizza no this is your free pizza and it's like the size of a quarter and yeah mini pizza box yeah it's very it's a very very funny show or the pet uh, cemetery advertisement that it's... one <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that one where he had the pigs was it somebody saved like an animal saved another animal in the pond i can't remember which the yeah, animals it's... were but that one was good too Oh my um, god! The ending of it. Did you ever see the very last episode? Holy cow! Yeah, with the, where he falls in love with the prostitute. Like it's uh, it's it's it is wild. Yeah, uh, it's got it's that's also another great show. I love it when he calls out the detective for doing for doing like play for doing like Playgirl. Yes, <laughs> and he actually got that guy a TV show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, right, what a, what about uh here's another one. It lasted, I think, just two seasons, but each season is like vastly different from the other. Uh, but it might be, in my opinion, one of the greatest suspense type shows that nobody talks about. And it's just called The Terror. Have you heard about it? No. Well, uh, the gist of it is it takes place in like the 16, 1700s around in there. And it's two ships and it's when they're trying to explore the world basically. And they're wanting to find a faster trade route type thing. But both ships, it's loosely based on a real uh, historical happening, but these two ships get stuck in the ice. Right. And, but then strange stuff starts happening. There's like a weird creature running around. And it is insanely good. I highly, highly recommend the first. I never saw the second season, but that first season of The Terror is incredible. And it, it's got some amazing actors in it as well. I've never, never seen that. I think it was like on AMC or a and I can't remember. It's one of those channels. Oh. What? Have you ever seen The Critic? Probably the most underrated. Yeah, Under underrated anime adult animation show ever yeah don't love it's man yeah it stinks where 
<laughs> I think what made it so entertaining too is John Lovitz, but also when he reviewed a film, you couldn't say other anything other than the film stinks. My still one of my favorite ones of all time that always stands out in my head when he's like when they're playing the trailer is Dennis the Menace to Society. And it's just Dennis the Menace rolling up like on a big wheel or a tricycle. And all of a sudden you hear him go, hey, Mr. Wilson. And you see Mr. Wilson come out and then he just pulls out like these two submachine guns and just lights <laughs> up Mr. Wilson's house and then <laughs> and then rides off. That always stands in my head. But this was, I think, probably like the first adult cartoon that I watched where like this guy was just depressed. Like he had he was divorced. You know, he was always he was on an episode of The Simpsons once. Yes. (laughs) He thought he was gonna get fired from his job. And I watched a lot of I watched a lot of old Saturday Night Live reruns. So John Lovitz would always stayed fresh in my head. I still love his patch underrated SNL skit. John Lovitz the path- pathological liar. <laughs> there you go. If we're going to talk yeah. about underrated stuff, that is under- yes. John Lovitz himself is a very underrated person. I think so too. And a very distinct delivery on how he talks, a cadence to his voice is very distinct. I, I think he's in that Norm McDonald mode where yeah. it's, you got to be able to kind of, he's one of those people where if somebody does a good John, Love its impression, you know exactly who he's the impression they're doing is. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. since let's stick with the animated shows. I liked it. I got two adult animated shows. Uh, one of them I brought up before on the show quite a lot. It's my comfort show. It's somehow it blows my mind that it's still not because I think it it, it doesn't deserve it. It obviously deserves it. It even had a movie, but the movie <laughs> flopped. But it's Bob's Burgers, and it's an incredible show. In my opinion, one of the best ever adult. Uh, animated shows. Uh, Bob is, in my opinion, one of the best dads in television ever. I think uh, they're in there with South Park where it doesn't get old. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, honestly, it has original music in it. That's that's incredible. I have, uh, this is a humble brag here, I have uh, on vinyl two of their, season, uh, two of their records. <laughs> that's how much I love this show. So. Uh, but and the other one, I don't think anyone besides me and my buddy Tim ever talked about the show. Sadly, it was ended before the guy got to finish the story. And it's it's called Final Space. Do you know about this show? No. It is insanely good. And what's even more sad about this is it's one of those shows that HBO took off of their streaming service now, so you have zero ways to ever watching it legally. You can't find it. Without ripping it on the torrent. Yeah, it is incredible. Everything about it, it's... First of all, the animation is beautiful. Uh, It's funny, but also incredibly deep. This show, I'm not afraid to admit it, multiple times made me literally cry. It is so good, and you love these characters, and there's backstories are so deep. Uh, It's just... Oh, man, I cannot praise this show enough. It is so good. And this is one of the shows... That is a it's a travesty and a tragedy that they didn't get to actually finish the story because it ends on one heck of a cliffhanger and you'll never will never get that ending because it got canceled before its time. I hate when they do that. They did that with My Name is Earl, which is another underrated. Yeah. Where you were just about to find out who Dodge's father is. And yep. they just uh, here. I'm going to I think both of his shows are underrated. And this is just another underrated guy. I think nobody really talks about. And if any, but and if you mention his name to, I think to a newer generation, you have to mention the Big Bang Theory, which really makes me sad. Is Bob Newhart the Bob? Yes, Joe was good. Newhart was good. Yes, all those things. Bob Newhart, another guy, comedic genius in his own right not anybody that's gonna go very what is it pan face just not showing too much emotion 
which is absolutely amazing with every show that he did. Also, Newhart gave us this is my brother Daryl, this is my other brother, this is my <laughs> yes. brother and everything else. <laughs> I would I will tell you this though, everybody who knows Bob Newhart loves him because the first thing on Google where it says people also ask, the first thing is how is Bob Newhart doing? Because <laughs> we just want him to, we just want Bob Newhart to be doing well. Oh yeah, because he played Professor Proton. That's who it was, and he was well, hilarious too. Like those were. I, I I mean, this was well after he. I mean, he should always get love for the stuff he did before this. But I think the one thing that will always keep him a part of the zeitgeist will be Elf. He was uh, an Elf, and that's become a holiday yeah. classic for people. And he's fantastic in it. And he's just so, but he's he's just so deadpan, but just so funny at the same time yeah i can't think of any reason not to like bob newhart like all of his shows like i watched newhart i what my mom well my mom watched it so once again one tv in the house pretty much so if you understand that uh <laughs> i was watching newhart and then later on at nick night the bob newhart show would play and i was like oh what's this and i watched it and i was like this this is pretty good. And I was a young kid watching the Bob Newhart show because I used to like to watch uh, the Bob Newhart show and welcome back Kata on, um, on Nick at night. Yeah, uh, man, what a, he, you're right. I didn't even, cause I don't watch the big bang theory. I didn't even know, but at least his name's still out there because you would show. like it. Be all right with it. Uh, look it up or I could send it to you. They do a thing like, Shelton loves Professor Proton. Yeah. Uh, or Sheldon. And um, he, they do a whole like Obi-Wan thing where Newhart comes back as like a force ghost to talk about, to talk to, uh, talk to Sheldon. And it's kind of funny because he's like, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> Man, big, the Big Bang Theory is a very difficult show for me. It's hard. It's, it's hard. To I know. Watch. I know it's beloved, and if you love it, that's totally fine. I'm not going to knock anybody for liking what they like. But the first time that I ever watched it, I was introduced to uh, somebody on YouTube put it up without the laugh tracks in it, oh, and yeah. it is like without them telling you when to laugh, yeah. which is not how jokes should work. <laughs> that's not saying it's not legitimately funny at times. I'm sure it is, but that's the first time I've ever experienced it so it was just always kind of ruined for me because of I, I wouldn't say i love it but i wouldn't say i hate it it's yeah. just there i watched I, I, I know i know plenty of people who love it. like my parents absolutely love that show so. like i watched every single episode just for something to like watch and they also have a lot of guests that i do like a lot that come on there or have been a guest on there you will love it only for the rivalry between sheldon and will wheaton Oh yeah, yeah. I like Will Wheaton a lot. Oh, that's that's a great episode. I, I'm gonna. Well, say. I mean, everybody from like Leonard Nimoy to yeah. I mean, all kinds James of big Earl names Jones is, was on yeah. there. Carrie Fisher. That's a great episode when he sees James Earl Jones. Like, if you're a nerd, there's a lot of like good nerdy episodes. Yeah. Like when he sees James Earl Jones and he's like, and he's just staring at him in a restaurant, like any normal Star Wars fan would do. And James Earl Jones is like, "You like Star Wars, don't you?" Sheldon just shakes his head yes and he goes he goes you know or something else and Sheldon shakes his head yes and then all of a sudden James Earl Jones goes well I like Star Wars too sit down that's <laughs> like the complete opposite of what you thought was gonna happen yeah. there's that one and then they're at a party at Will Wheaton's house and there's like this autograph Will Wesley Crusher uh playmates um, what is it? Um, Star Trek action figure, and Brett Spiner is there. Good old Data, <laughs> yeah. and he gets all hammed up, and he like rips open up the packaging on it. So like Sheldon like loses his mind on that one because he <laughs> opened it up or he like yeah. touched it or something. But they do a lot of stuff like for that stuff. Those were my favorite ones, like you said, when the guests. Yeah, see, those would be the ones that I would watch. Would be those because I like the guest characters. Uh, see. Uh, to me, a better version of that is that show Community, where they have a lot of great guest stars on it that are for nerdy people, but it's way, way funnier, in my opinion. Ahmed, Abed, and Troy are 
one of the greatest bromances ever. Yeah, just an underrated pop culture comedy duo. The way that they and once Troy left, that show went down so yes. hard. Hard, yeah, yeah. It still has some moments, but it definitely you can you the the absence is felt majorly for sure. But those first three or so seasons are fantastic. I would say I'd say the same thing for Arrested Development, which is the other show I was going to bring up. Great show that I never watched when it came out, but it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I didn't catch it. I didn't discover it until the third season. So when I started watching it, it was the last season of that show on TV. I was so mad, but I had the DVDs. Uh, There's uh, me and Trevor uh, and Derek, because that was kind of our show that we would all watch together. Uh, We still quote that show. Like, I can't watch that part. Where Tobias played by David Cross when he's trying to be like um, the nanny, so he's dressing up and uh, he's trying to be like Mary Poppins, <laughs> and he's upstairs and he thinks he can float down with an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'll bust out laughing. It's so funny and so abrupt. And also Tony Hale, who I got to meet, really nice guy by the way, oh, uh, plays Buster, and there's. I always we always mean this when it's appropriate in our friend group, but where he's like he gets a he ends up getting a claw for a hand because yes. of a seal, and he goes, "I'm a monster!" as he's staring at it, and that's what we say all the time to each other. I I knew it was going to be good, like from the very first episode when I was like, "I'm just going to watch this." I enjoy Jason Bateman; he's another good just actor. Yes. Loved them from what the Hogan family, I almost said Hogan heroes, completely two different. (laughs) The Hogan family and Hogan's heroes. I don't think that's going to work out too good, but um, there's a show you can't make Hogan's heroes uh, anymore. (laughs) Not a comedy at least. Hogan's heroes. But when he's visiting his dad and he's trying to tell him, he's like, dad, we need, we need money. And he's like, well, there's always money in the banana banana stand. stand. (laughs) And he's like thinking is he telling me to like burn it down? And then all of a sudden he tells he tells him what he did. And he's like, Why would you do that? I, he had like half a million dollars stuffed in the Yeah, money was literally in the banana yeah. state. Yeah, there's all kinds of really great gags in that show. Or the, oh god, it's so funny. Oh, when uh the way that he taught the kids lessons. Yes, with that guy with his buddy <laughs> who doesn't have an arm. So. Yeah, it would always rip off. And it was like the <laughs> dumbest stuff. Like, like somebody forgot to tell him that he needed milk. So yeah, well, what a cast! Uh, what a cast on that show too, right? Oh yeah, even even Ron Howard's on it. Oh. it it's it's got Michael Sarah. It's like one of the first things he did. You know, you already said Bateman, Will Arnett. That's how I discovered Will Arnett is that oh, show. Job. That's one of yeah, my Job. Favorite. Job is probably my. Job and Buster, it's a tie between those for me. So I didn't have, I probably already told you this before. I didn't have like the typical grandmother growing up. Right. But if you ever wonder what my grandmother was like in a TV show, but like toned down, the mother on Arrested Development. (laughs) Okay. Like my cousins and I laugh so hard. Because that one thing where she's like, I love all my children very much. And all of a sudden she's like, I don't care too much for Job. <laughs> and I'm not saying like my grandmother like said that about any of my like aunts or uncles or my mom. But the sentiment's there. Yeah. The sentiment's there. Or the time that she goes, here's $20. Go see a Star Wars. Because that's <laughs> what she used to do with my brother and I. Like when she yeah. would watch us is she would be like, hey you guys want to go see a movie? And we're like, yeah. She's like, here's $20. I'll take <laughs> you off, save a quarter. So arrest of development just for that, <laughs> just for the mother has such like this strong place in my heart where if I want to like relive memories, that's the way it is. Cause my grandmother did that all the time. Like, Hey, and uh, come to find out, she just wanted to take a nap and didn't want us in the house. She'd be like, you guys wanna... cause we didn't have a McDonald's too far away and an ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> back when twenty dollars could get you McDonald's and ice. Oh yeah, you can't do that anymore. She's like, do you guys, do you boys want McDonald's for lunch? We're like, yeah. And this is like ninety two, so we're like, we want those Dream Team cups. Oh yeah. And she's like, here you go. Why don't you guys walk to McDonald's? And here's, and then she'd be like, it's a twenty. So why don't you guys go over to Dee Dee's afterwards? And we cross one of the busiest roads in Niagara Falls <laughs> to get there. But once again. 
It's the early nineties and she needed to take a nap. So, but I mean, it also, it just has, and it's one of the, and it's a masterclass in how to do recurring jokes. Yes. Is the rest of development. I will always laugh. Anytime George Michael, AKA Michael Sarah's walking with his head down and the peanuts music plays. <laughs> I love the pop. What is it? The corn baller that burns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of the, one of my favorite low key ones is when George Michael has his first real girlfriend, oh. and I guess I guess she's not what you would call uh, super attractive. So every time any of the new fa- any of the family first meets her, they always go, "Hey, that's George Michael's girlfriend." And go, "Her?" And then go, "She's pretty funny." Oh, <laughs> love the fact that he has a crush on his cousin too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What a great show. Yeah. Uh here's another great show that I don't think anybody talks about. And I think it's something uh it's in the alien drama of Aliens on Earth. Oh, okay. Third Rock from the Sun. Yes. Third, yes. The the show that made French Stewart <laughs> the only thing that he's done since. <laughs> Other than that. Well, I mean, it's like one of the first things that uh Gordon Levitt did what? That's the first thing I yeah. remember him as that. Yeah. John Lithgow. Um, I will like anything he does. I mean, I'm always, ever since, you know, he met Harry and he became part of the Hendersons, I will always be his fan. And I didn't realize, like, Jane Curtin from SNL, and I think she also did, didn't she do Kate and Allie also? I, th- yeah, I think so, did. yeah. Yeah, my mom watched a lot of Kate and Allie. Kind of an underrated show there, too. I had a I had the biggest crush on uh, Kristen Johnston. I just thought she was yes. incredibly hot. And I would have been this came out well, like ninety six. So I would have been like thirteen, fourteen around. Is she in that? Yep. Ah, uh, yes. So I had the biggest crush on her. She was she could get it, man. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and she went out with Wayne Knight. Come on. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta find. I bet it's gotta be streaming on something. I gotta I find think it again. Streaming on Peacock, maybe. Let me see. I I've been. Looking- you look it up while I bring up one that's kind of related to it in a way. Uh, this show is from the late seventies, early eighties, around there, and it is in the same vein, except for it's a documentary series that Leonard Nimoy actually hosted. So you got his very distinct voice, but it was Unsolved Mysteries before Unsolved Mysteries. It's called In Search of. And it is an, an incredible show. It's it, If you remember the show Unsolved Mysteries, where they'd always talk about all these mysterious things, yes. you know, like UFOs and ghosts and all this stuff that I'm very much into, uh, In Search Of was before that. And it was hosted by Leonard Nimoy, which even added even more gravitas to it for me. Because obviously I love Spock. So. You mean Galvatron? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Galvatron. So that's a one-two punch for me. Uh, you got a subject matter that I enjoy uh, hosted by a guy that I've always liked. I've never seen this. It is really good. I don't want to brag, but I own the full series on DVD. I wouldn't put it past you if it's Nimoy. For <laughs> Nimoy. Oh, that's that's the nerd. <laughs> For Nimoy when he does Seaman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just start yelling out, I gotta do it. For Nimoy. <laughs> I've never even seen this. This is something I would have like watched. I it might be streaming somewhere. I don't know, but they try to third rock is not. Now that we brought that up, first little segue. It's what is not. Oh, it's not. That sucks. It is if you got like filio or something like that. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Sounds oh, painful. In search of is free on history, but I don't. It looks like it's a newer one. Oh, they had it. They they tried to redo it like a couple years ago. I think I never watched any of it. So they didn't try and redo it with. Oh my goodness! They no. They took Zachary Quinto. I think the guy. I who, was gonna say the guy that played yeah. Spock in the Star Trek movies. Yeah, and he's actually really good. So I have nothing against him, but I mean, it's just it's really tough to walk in those shoes, you know. How do you? <laughs> that's an iconic character, <laughs> an iconic actor with an iconic voice. I think that's why I wa- stopped watching. Like, and I won't watch. What is it? Strange Nudes World Star Trek? Because I didn't like the Spock. 
And I hate to tell you, that show is fantastic. <laughs> is it really? Oh. It's insanely good. I really love it. Yeah. I'm very excited. I haven't watched any of the new season yet because I want them all to come out because I'll be really mad if I have to wait. Did you were you a fan of news radio? I, who why is that who's in it? Oh come on. You gotta tell me so I can you gotta what's that called? I'm gonna go memories? with the guy you gotta that, unlock my memories. I'm gonna go with the guy that I like the most, but I'm a huge like new kids or not new kids, kids in the hall fan. Got Dave Foley, Joe Rogan. Okay. Phil yes. before that's like, that was like the first back. thing that Joe Rogan did, right? Yep. Was this? Yeah. Uh, Stephen Root. And then after the untimely death of Phil Hartman, John Lovitz, I believe, stepped in. Oh, man. I I knew uh, of it, but I never watched it. I'm a John Lovitz, Mark, ain't I? You are. I th- and that's fine. <laughs> that ain't so bad, I'm like, man. I'm like, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. He yeah. stinks. <laughs> I used to watch this. I watched it on reruns and stuff because I love Dave Foley. And I don't think I liked, I wouldn't wa- listen to Joe Rogan because his character is kind of like this dumbed down maintenance guy. Yeah. This And I did character association, which I deeply regret. Sorry, Mr. Rogan. Yeah. Uh, I think Rogan uh, doesn't care. Um. Yeah. <laughs> See, you I didn't watch that because I watched on the stupid watched- podcast. I watched Murphy Brown instead. That was Murphy my news Brown. radio. Yes, <laughs> Murphy Brown was great. I, I liked Murphy Brown quite a lot. I, that was one of our family watches. We would watch with the family was that one. That was a big controversial show there because Dan Quayle made that thing because she was going to give birth on air. And she was a pregnant. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was a pregnant single mother without a husband. And it was like, I remember that was like a big controversy well this just goes to prove how uh really woke i am because dr quinn and now murphy brown two shows i love so obviously ladies i'm on your side is all i'm trying to say i didn't i don't remember too much about the show but the larry sanders show i just that that one is great i went back it's got a lot of people in it that now you're like holy cow that person was in this that's one of those shows i like i like those shows like that Martin. I also want to also want to bring up um as of this recording they just released the trailer for Wonka, right? Like it's like a oh, prequel to Willy Wonka and I'm going to sell it to you with this name Andrew. Rowan Atkinson is in it. I saw it, but there's one name that's not in it and it will never be able to compete with. Gene Wilder. I hate to tell you Gene Wilder's fantastic, but if you're going to th- Throwing Mr. Bean, you got me. I will probably just watch it for Roland Atkins. Yeah. But I'm not going to enjoy it. It's Mr. Bean, so <laughs> you're going to hate watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to act like a pouty just, little kid. and do- so, you, so you can just do the critic after it, after you see it? Yep. I'm saying walk up, and it stinks. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> but Mr. Bean is another one of those shows that I think Still holds up because the humor is, uh, is not based on pop culture at all. It's all no. just very, no. yeah, just and it's that's why it still holds up very well. And uh, I'm just gonna get these other two shows out real quick. I also have, did you ever see Chuck? No, I really like Chuck a lot. It really grew on me. It's Zachary Levi's first thing he did, and he's basically. I it was. It also kind of came out when I was working at Best Buy. <laughs> Oh, okay. So but that really helped me quite a lot because he's kind of on the geek squad of a, a sort of Best Buy type yeah, store, like a secret agent or something like that. Or he gets he gets he gets recruited into it despite uh, just because of uh, circumstances. It's not because he's good at it oh. at all. He's definitely who he is. He doesn't try to be anybody else. But yeah, it, it's really good. And the last one I wanted to bring up is, uh, of course, MXC. Yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest uh, just events in television. That is a good one. I actually have Rankers right in front of me. That's where I oh. got some of it. Rankers, underrated 90s sitcoms that deserve a rewatch. Oh, hit me with them. All right. I will go all the way down to 10. Some of and I'll give them a critics rating. 
Some of these we've probably already mentioned. So uh, I'm going to rate each one of these shows out of five stars. So uh, give them to me. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start at 17 because I don't feel like clicking on something. Uh, so we have two of a kind starring the Olsen twins. Uh, first of all, I have to remember it. Nope. I know the Olsen Apparently. twins. I know who they are. Uh, that's probably when they got really popular after Full House. So I'm not yeah. struck that they had their own show, but I'm giving it a half star because I've never seen it and I don't care to. It lasted only from, it only lasted a year from 98 to 99. Next, we have Moesha. I never saw it, but I'm definitely aware of it. I probably saw one or two episodes. So I can't really rate it because i don't i honestly don't know i just remember uh because i think it was on like upn or something like that if i'm thinking correctly yeah and i, I watched a lot of tv on that station so i'd see commercials for it all the time so it was smackdown that's right yeah bring the pain uh the larry sanders show this okay is, yeah yes the, that's a really good one hbo one is that jeffrey torborg or not jeffrey torborg but you know what I'm talking about. And Henry yeah. Winkler, that one. Yeah. Uh, Martin, which was a staple in the Lens family household. I definitely saw my fair share of Martin episodes. Probably one of the things that put Fox on the map there, too, along with The Simpsons and Married with Children. And X-Files. Yeah. Uh, Sports Night. I don't know if you ever remember this I one. I definitely remember it. It's... um. I know a lot of people don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to. Doesn't it have a guy from uh, Ferris Bueller's. Doesn't it have him in it, like the best friend, isn't he in it? I think you think of Spin City. No, I know Spin City, and that's when I should have brought it up because that's Michael J. Fox. Be patient. Don't wanna. <laughs> uh, oh no, it's got Benson in it. I know he has a real name, but I just call him Benson. And, <laughs> and Felicity Huffman was in it. Oh well. I know Benson has a real name. I'm not, but <laughs> sometimes you just got to go by actors' names. Like when I see Willie Amos, I'm like, that's the father from Good Times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 12 is Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Great. Oh, show. there you go. You're represented. Uh, number 11 is the John Larroquette show, which was also very good. Yes. Uh, number 10 is Living Single. Watched, we watched a lot of Fox. Because I remember well, that's, the 90s is when Fox got started, really. So, yeah, I remember watching this probably because my mother. Well, Fox was- also benefited from actually being a new uh, television station. Yeah. <laughs> At that time where there weren't very many television stations. This one's more on the kid side. Number nine is Clarissa Explains It All. I definitely remember that. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, number eight is The George Carlin Show. Where was this? Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Was it censored a lot? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was on Fox. Yeah, so it was a Fox sitcom. So it probably didn't last very long because probably slipped up. Seven is the critic. There you go. Uh, six is two guys and a girl, or used to be called two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Right. right. Yeah. I'll start. That was a very good show too. Five is Wings. They also okay. Yeah. They shared universe with Cheers. Wings is a very famous show for me because that was, I don't remember if I told the story or not, but I think the word was it ass. It was like a really low level cuss word was on. It. And this is when I was first discovering cuss words. And that's when I said it to my mom and I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> uh, number four is the Drew Carey show, which was, I, the- I watched a lot of Drew Carey show. My thing with the Drew Carey show is I felt after a while, like some TV shows, they stay too long. Yes, I agree. But those first couple seasons are really strong from what I remember. Triple H was on there. There we go. Yeah. Number three is news radio. There you go. Number two is third rock from the sun. Look at that. And number one is spin city. That is, that's a fantastic list. Ending on spin city is how you should go. If you've never seen Spin City, it's, I would dare say, it's Michael J. Fox at his best. 
Yeah, that. just from an acting standpoint, he's incredible in it. Yeah, he's so good. Um, man, yeah. You're looking for a great cast. Michael J. Fox does it all. Uh, Richard Kind. Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in that. Yes. Yeah. There is because uh, once Michael J. Fox leaves, I think doesn't Charlie Sheen step in, and it's not. I believe so because this is also when Michael J. Fox kind of discovers that he has Parkinson's. I think, and that kind of during this time, or or he knew before, but this is when it really started getting where he couldn't hide it, kind of thing. The what's the guy he played? Um, he played. He was the mayor, the very idiotic kind of mayor. Yeah, because Michael J. Fox kind of played the guy that would like have to rein him in as the deputy. Yes, yeah. Deputy he was the, the Michael J. Fox was sort of the one who kind of he was uh, tried to keep everything in order for everybody. I'm trying to think. He was. He was the guy. Oh yeah. Barry Boswick, also known as Brad, I believe his name was in the rocker, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Picture Show, yeah. I would also say there's a very fantastic episode of Scrubs, another underrated show that Michael J. Fox was in. Very crazy, good episode. I the thing with Scrubs too is I think they stayed a little bit too long. It should have ended when the main cast was leaving. Yeah, Yeah. and you. I feel like once you switch networks, and I know your family's better guy, so this is gonna might stink. You're you're gonna lose a little bit of luster once you switch. It, it, it will always change things somehow. Yeah, once even you, if you keep most of the same aspects of it, it's not going to be quite the same. I mean, Doug. I know you hate Doug, but it's a very classic example of that when we went from Nickelodeon to Disney. Everybody awesome. says Disney is by far awful when Nickelodeon is really good. Uh, one other one I wanted to mention real quick that I did have is Small Wonder. Small with, Wonder, what is this? With Vicky the robot, it's about the guy. He's like an engineer, and he builds a pretty much builds an android named Vicky. That's like the super robot, but nobody knows other than the family. And she, I've like, never oh, even seen this. You've never seen Small Wonder? No, I don't even know. It. I'm looking oh. it up now. I definitely do not remember this. Oh my goodness. I used to watch this constantly. It lasted four seasons from 85 to 89. And it's just uh, this engineer. Brian Austin Green's in this? I didn't even know that. I just knew I'm that. looking at the cast. He, he was obviously very little for this. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it, my favorite thing, though, is if you look at the cast, it says that um, Daryl Bartley played a character named Warren Enright, but it has a picture of Henry Winkler there. <laughs> Did you see that? They're messing up with Eddie Murphy on Google. What are they doing? Uh, Google like Harlem Knights. I don't know if they corrected us. Um, All right. All right plug... Let's do this on there. Harlem Knights. Yeah. And... All right. It's a 1989 film for those who don't know. Do you see where it says cast? Yeah, I'm clicking that. Okay, okay, what am I looking at? Oh, they fixed it. What did it happen for? Because Eddie Murphy is Eddie Murphy. <laughs> it was just some old, like, white woman. And I'm going to do <laughs> because I need, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm sorry, I did the race thing and with that. But once again, Eddie Murphy's not a woman and he's not white. He right, yeah. an SNL skit, but he's not. <laughs> so. But that's, the top three on this movie is uh, a murderer's row of comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, and Red Fox. And then that's like, that's like knockout comedy right there. I mean, oh, who doesn't love Sanford and Son? It's free on Pluto, underrated. <laughs> Nobody really. Oh no, people talk about. Plus, you got Della Reese, Charlie and, Murphy. Oh, Della Reese. Is uh, touched by an angel. That's right. Yeah, that's a show I'm, I'm going to start soon. That's when I watched it as a kid, and I want to see if it still holds up. I watched the very first episode, and I hope it gets better. <laughs> I used to watch Highway to Heaven because the guy wore an A's hat. There you go. I definitely watched it because Michael landed. So, but yeah, small wonder. It's about revolves around Vicky, acronym for voice. Input child identicator. 
and it's just an android 10 year old girl that was built by ted larson he's an engineer and they gotta like keep her under wraps she has a ac outlet underneath her right arm and stuff like that and it sounds so terrible (laughs) it's so good shut up it's underrated everybody loves small wonder I wish I could it streaming. If it was streaming, I would give it a try just to just to see. Because maybe it is good. Look I don't again. know. Let me look again. For small small wonder is not streaming. Maybe I can find like some of it on YouTube or something. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. It's so <laughs> good. It's so good. The childhood, cherished childhood memory, small wonder. Oh, well, I mean. I mean, there's a lot of shows that we didn't have time to talk about. I mean, I could have said Major Dad. That's another show that I love. Oh, I wanted up. to bring that up. Thank you. <laughs> Major Dad was great. <laughs> probably subconsciously why I became a Marine. Uh, oh, there you go. That's a great show. I really love that show. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any off the top of my Major Dad. That was a CBS show. Yeah, I really. I remember that was another show the family watched together. That's. That's an underrated thing today, too. I think that well, show families actually watch together. Yeah, like, yeah, we, definitely like so. All these, pretty much all these shows we named were something that I know you probably did and I did, where you gathered around. Well, you, you definitely did. And you gather around the TV as a family. Well, for the longest time, cool. there was only one TV in the house when we were growing up. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I didn't have a TV in my room until I was like, I want to say eight or nine and it was a black and white eight or nine i got one. Oh, like, one. oh it was a little small black and white tv that i got with my nintendo that i got for christmas okay so, i had my i definitely didn't have cable till i was probably a my i don't even know my first brand new tv i ever had i got it when i was 16 and that thing lasted you talk about the, they talk about how things aren't built like they're supposed to that thing lasted TVs. up until Jeez, I was probably in my 20, probably 10 years, if not more. I don't think I ever got a new TV myself until I actually was able to pay for one myself. Oh, I'm thinking, right? Santa Claus got me one. but Well, Santa the- rules, because he's the one that got me a, not only a Nintendo one year, but one year he also got me a Sega Genesis. Ooh. Yeah. So and go Santa. Santa knew what he was doing. My first TV I ever had, this is how old this TV was, turn knobs, and to hook up a Nintendo to it, it had those screws. So you yep. had to go out and buy the yep. adapter, yep. You put the prongs in, and yep. the screws were stripped. So I would be in the middle of a game, and if somebody made a move or came into my room too quickly or too hard, that prong would drop out of the back, and I would lose my game. My and grandparents it- had one of those giant old... They had to weigh like 15 million pounds TVs and they had it for good God. Uh, I remember my entire childhood that they had that thing. That's Ooh. what we watched all the Disney movies on. Cause we would, they had a VCR. I watched that's the first time I ever got to see the first Ninja Turtle movie was on that thing. Was the, it's the old council TV. It looks like it was like whittled out of wood. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother had that too. Cause <laughs> when she sold her house, the TV was on the floor and above it, it was like in this little cove, so it wasn't like sticking out or in the way of anybody. And above it was a cabinet. And in the cabinet is where they kept the VCR. Yeah. And all the and all the movies. So when she sold her house and she moved out, I was always wondering, like, at first I was like, oh, the TV just goes on the floor. But now when you get older, you get into the entertainment center type deal. I'm like, what are they going to do? Are they going to like tear out that cove? Are they going to try and like mount yeah. something weird in there? I don't know. See, I think for our generation, it's still weird to see a TV mounted on the wall. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause that was an MTV's crib thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was like rich people stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was like MTV. Like I, I have my one... TV on a shelf, like a person. <laughs> and to be able to buy a flat screen TV is like absolutely crazy. Or I was I was so proud of my first flat screen TV I was able to buy. I was like bragging about how great this is. Because <laughs> you had the TV cart or the entertainment center. Do you remember the TV cart that was on wheels? Like you were gonna I most certainly do, yeah. Move your TV somewhere. 
That was just so smart. I always wanted one. I always had the entertainment center instead. Oh, the entertainment centers got crazy too in like yeah. 90s and 2000s. But I think that's a whole nother episode in itself. Yeah. So what are what are some of your uh, TV shows you love that you feel are underrated that don't get the love that they should get? Uh, what are they? Just let us know on the Nostalgia Funhouse YouTube. I mean, YouTube. I mean, you can go there too, but on our yeah. Facebook page. And our Instagram. Go check those out, please. Yeah. Uh, go check out a merch shop and a Patreon. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. It stinks! Oh,